Greetings, ghouls. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent in a tangent within a tangent. Skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are fans of the dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to a very special edition of Fans of the Dead. I am Grillmaster Mike. Well, I got nothing. I was trying to come up with this like crafty like sidekick name, but I, I got nothing. Just try not to burn yourself on the grill. How about that? I'll try. I'll try. You are Jeremy. I am Jeremy, yes. Cheers, bro. Cheers. Happy Father's Day to you. Same to you. Thank you. Uh, do a shot? Sure. While everyone's playing and we're cooking food for everybody? What kind of shots do we have here? Bourbon, of course. All right. All right. <clears throat> Woo! So, uh, did you get anything good? You know what? I never really ask for anything. Just some me time. Give me, give me a couple hours, and, and I'm, and I'm happy, just so I can kind of veg. Nice. Yeah, my kids, they, uh, they want fifty percent of my gifts because they said if it weren't for them, this would just be another day. I mean, they're not wrong. It's true. It's true. All right. So, since this is Father's Day. All right, so first off, our Mother's Day episode was all over the place. It was a clusterfuck <laughs> of moms. Epic proportions. Yeah. We want to honor the fathers of horror. We're not doing a countdown. I mean, it's way too hard to do that. We're just going to each pick 10 dads that we thought were worthy of a mention. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're not going to do a typical countdown. To kick us off, I would like to start with a joke. Because everyone knows dads have the best jokes. Oh, by the way, did you see my uh, my cool new shirt? The Walking Dad. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so what's the difference between a lobster with tits and a Framingham bus stop? <laughs> I don't know. One's a busty crustacean and the other is a crusty bus station. <laughs> That's horrible. So I was walking with the boy on the beach. We came across a dead seagull. And he said, what happened to the seagull? And I said, well, son, the seagull went to heaven. And he looks up at me and says, and what? God threw him back? <laughs> Don't worry, I got, I got plenty more. <laughs> so, Oh, my God. So this, uh, the patriarch of a mosquito family, the, uh, the mosquito father, Decides he needs to make some more money, so he's going to become a divorce lawyer. He figures he's already a blood-sucking parasite. All he needs is a briefcase. <laughs> uh, that goes with almost any like lawyer joke. Uh, earlier today, my son asked me if we were pyromaniacs. And I said, yes, we are, son. <laughs> I've, got, I've got plenty more in my joke Dad the base. That's it, I swear. The kid next to who sits at the desk next to me at work. Super nice kid, but also like uber nerdy. He goes, What is heavier? Gas or propane or whatever? What type of gas? Like, like gasoline? I, I guess so. Like whatever it was. And I'm like, I, I God, what the f it would be gasoline, it's a liquid. Right, but he he's like and then I, I said, Yeah, I'm like, well I'm like, I'm assuming gasoline because it's a liquid and 
or he said like which is lighter so <clears throat> i'm butchering the joke but he basically like, <laughs> said that it was like it's like oh like propane because it's a lighter fluid or something like that or whatever the hell it was i forget the two things that he said i just completely destroyed this poor kid's joke and wow yeah yeah so uh from our last episode i said that i was going to give away some mentos to anyone who could screenshot the ray gun in the basement of studio 666 and i was not disappointed i was a little disappointed i only got one i have a whole pack to get rid of uh but dave g of warren ohio he found the mentos so there you go. You got a pack of Mentos in the mail coming for you, bro. Nice. I forget how we decide who goes first. Since I'm busy grilling up these burgers and dogs, how about you uh, You kick it off? Yeah, I'll kick it off. And you know what? I'm, I'm just going to get the the mainstream ones. I, I, I picked two where people would expect us to we're, kind of We're pick. still only going one at a time. We're doing this kind of like a countdown, right? No, I understand that, okay, but I'm just okay. saying, like, like I, I picked two that, you know, people kind of expect us to have on our list, but I also wanted to pick ones that most people probably wouldn't think about or, you know, like casual people wouldn't think about. Okay. Uh, so my first one, I'm going to go with Donald Thompson. Okay. From Nightmare on Elm Street? Yes. Nice. I don't think I actually knew his last, his first name until until I read that. I thought his first name was Lieutenant. <laughs> <laughs> or, or at least something that's LT, period. What is that? Uh, Lawrence or something. <laughs> so I actually started looking up these guys on... Um, fandom where they have a lot more information than say like imdb and stuff like that uh so they give like a little bit more of a backstory you know he, obviously nancy's father and wife marge uh after you know freddie gets his not guilty verdict he his wife and other parents burn him alive in 1968 and of course this starts a whole big thing Sorry, I gotta I gotta interrupt you right there. You said sixty eight. I have to, I have to ask, what's the speed limit of sex? I don't know, sixty nine, right? Well, no, it's sixty eight because at sixty nine you gotta flip a bitch. <laughs> See, you said the punchline, so kind of yeah. kind of fuck the joke. Anyway, but but yeah, um, <clears throat> so obviously, which sparks a whole thing with uh, Freddie coming back from the dead and you know killing people in their dreams. Loses his wife, uh, becomes an alcoholic, and then redeems himself in the third movie by helping them destroy Freddy's remains. He loves his daughter, but ultimately just wants to protect her from, you know, this dream demon person. Yes. Right. Even though he may come off like an asshole sometimes. Yeah. I, I gotta say, John Saxon, great actor. Anytime you see him as a police officer, I feel bad for the guy because he's got the worst yeah. cases ever. Shit cases. I agree. Yes. Okay, so uh, the first dad that I would like to spotlight is Greg. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Good. Uh, so Adam Brooks from PG, Psycho Goreman. So I picked him because, all right, so he, honestly, he kind of sucks as a, as a husband. Oh, he's horrible. He's, <laughs> he's terrible. He's like, so they, they 
dig a giant hole in the backyard, and he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to fill it in. He, he, like, shovels one little tiny thing of dirt, and he's like, oh, my hand. Oh, I can't do it anymore. And I kind of assumed that was his way of him and the wife getting out of it. The wife had to fill in the hole. I thought maybe, like, you know, that was his excuse to get the kids, but he was actually being a pussy. He's lazy, sort of a loser, uh, but he has heart when it counts. He does. And he's there for his children, or at least his daughter, when yeah, it matters. He's definitely, he's, he's definitely more into the daughter. Yeah. I know I'm not a good dad, or a smart dad, but I still have some dad wisdom for you. And then he goes on to say some fucking horrible advice about, like, meeting a stranger <laughs> in a van, and uh, he... <laughs> He's just really funny. So I picked him, obviously, because he's, he's hilarious and he, he's funny. And he really does come through for his daughter, Mimi. But when I picked him, I noticed that he's also in a movie called Father's Day, a trauma movie from 2011, an action horror comedy. It was actually directed by him. He stars as Ahab, a man determined to exact revenge on Chris Fuckman, <laughs> Father's Day killer. He's a rapist and serial killer who murdered his father years ago. And I'm going to link the uh, the original trailer for the short. So it was a short, and then it became a you know a full length trauma movie. But dude, this it just looks hilarious, and I can't wait to see it. I'm I'm very excited about that. Also, if you you bring it up, Psycho Gorman, you got to mention that the mom she's pretty fucking badass. So behind yeah, every is. cool dad. There's a lot of high fives and a great mom. So since we're not doing a countdown, there's no specific order really to any of this. So I might as well just get it out of the way and add Greg to my list. I mean, he was on my list. I'm not adding him to the list. He was on my list already. Nice. But just saying. Double cheers. Because at first, like, you know, I was looking at this, this episode as like, oh, who are like the impactful dads? Like who... You know, who do you think of? But then I'm sitting there going, Greg was fucking awesome, man. I loved like, him. Like, when they're doing the, the whole Frig Off song, and he's, like, singing along, he's like, Frig Off! Like, I, I, he was cool. He was a, he was a kind of a douche and a, a, a bastard. Oh, he know. was a lazy fuck. He, he was I mean, a, a good dad. And that, that whole scene in the bathroom where he... Where He's, like, trying to get, like, directions. He's, he's of, taking like... a shit, and he's getting scared. But uh, I, I love when uh, oh, it was Luke. Luke was the, yeah. the son. He's yeah. like, Dad, are monsters real? He's like, you know, in a lot of ways, humans are the real monsters. So I'd say yes. And the mom's looking at him like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> but, yeah, no, he, he was absolutely fantastic and definitely deserved to be on the list. Hell, yeah. Uh, does that mean it's my turn again? Yeah, I guess so. <clears throat> okay, so my next dad, I'd like to shout out Satan. Oh. Lucifer, the devil, Beelzebub. He goes by many names, but one name he doesn't get called enough is Dad. Fair. I think it's uh, time to show him a little respect. So, hail sure. Satan. I, I mean, he's the dad in many horror movies. There's, I, I believe, a movie called Satan's My Dad or... or the son of Satan or Satan's child. But I think we should talk about Rosemary's Baby and The Omen. I was wondering. I kind of put those movies together, too. I, I mean, Satan's the dad in, 
in both of those, right? right? In no, the no, Omen, no. it's kind of like a little changeling, a little switcheroo right. at birth. Uh, Rosemary's Baby, you have, uh, how do you say his name? John Cassavetes? Yeah. So anyway, Guy Woodhouse, basically a cuckold, lets Satan fuck his wife, and uh, yeah, gives birth to a uh, little, little Damien. Damien's from the Omen, but you know, same thing. Right. I think they name him Fucko. The baby's <laughs> name is Fucko. Tell you, Rosemary's Baby, that was a very disturbing movie. Like, I wouldn't call it scary, but definitely disturbing. Just it, because you, you have like a whole group of people that are in on this whole thing. and you They know, all get naked and like watch Satan fuck this poor passed out woman. Yeah. He's like, and, eh, don't, don't worry, uh, we didn't miss baby time, if you know what I mean. She's like, what do you mean? I uh, I passed out. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, my next one. I just saw this movie for the first time about a week ago. I'm going to go with Jerry Blake. Or you could also call him Henry Morrison. Okay. In The Stepfather. Mm. Based on John List. A yeah. real life horrible fucking dad. Yeah. So I mean, this guy. So I mean, he he appears likable. He's charismatic. He's, you know, it. Apparently. Did you watch the uh, the the new one or the the original? The original one. I haven't seen the new one yet. The new one's not bad either. Yeah. So like the the whole this made me laugh. Like when I know we're not getting into like the movies and such, but like the opening of the movie, it's like him like he's taking a shower. And then he like he shaves, and his family's like dead on the floor. And then he basically he might as well have, like walked out of the house and started skipping and whistling down the street. It was just I was like, wow. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. Actually, but yeah, so uh, the, la- the last podcast on the last left does a great uh, episode, or it might have been a series on John List and his real life murders that this is based on. He basically killed his family, stacked them up in a room. And then created a whole new life. Yeah. yeah like, and that's exactly yeah, just, exactly what the, mo- the movie's like. Yeah, so he, he essentially, he just finds, like, divorced, widowed, unmarried women, preferably with kids. Uh, he has a strict, you know, conservative family value. And, you know, if they're not up to his expectations, uh, well, you know what? We'll just, like, kill them and we'll start anew. We'll try again. Mm-hmm. It's like WD-40. Like, you know, it's like the... 40th fucking formula that like works <laughs> but yeah fucked up dude don't get a tie for that guy for father's day no he might beat you with a two by four well then i would say don't get him a two by four for father's <laughs> day either no home depot gift cards <laughs> yeah you might get creative get a belt sander and hatchet <laughs> your fucking face <laughs> that was so awesome okay so my next number I, I literally i did it like it was a countdown anyway even though oh. i i made sure that i i kind of spread the the bad guys and the good guys so i'm like i got a lot of fucking assholes on my list i tried to split it up uh nathan grantham hmm. played by john lormer in creep show in the segment father's day so basically this guy's a bootlegger he's just trying to you know do the right thing and provide for his family uh, he ends up turning into a senile old prick, 
and his daughter's his caretaker, and he's a real douchebag. Where's my cake? I want my cake. Bitch, bring me my cake. Blah! Gets killed by an ashtray, and he never lets it go. So, like, you know, obviously, creep show fashion, he ends up getting his fucking cake. And eating it, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need your cake. That being said, Father's Day's not really a holiday you get cake. Michael, no. No, I that's weird. Really, it's... Uh, okay, uh, yeah, sorry. Burgers here. Here you go. Hot dogs. Hey, uh, I got some steak tips for, for the dads. I'll throw those on. But yeah, no cake. It's, it's fucking grilling and beer. That's all we need. Yeah. So my next one... This one... I kind of thought of, yeah, just like recently, it is kind of new, so I don't want to, I don't know how to do this without really spoiling it, but I went with Victor Creel of this season's Stranger Things. Mm. This poor guy, <laughs> yeah. he's he's locked up because they're, he's accused of murdering his family, he's this psycho Serial killer, or not played. serial killer, but but just what played by Robert Englund. Played by Robert Englund, yes, a very absolutely. scary makeup. Robert Englund, not like he's not used to wearing scary makeup, but yeah. I bet this one, woo. yeah. Uh, apparently, he didn't audition for that role. You don't have to audition. He's Robert fucking Englund. They're like eighties. Well, Let's get fucking Freddy. Right. This well, whole se- I mean, this I guess... whole new season is kind of reminiscent of the Nightmare on Elm Street series. Yeah. Like, there's and, a and lot it's, of Easter funny. eggs and stuff like that, so of course they're going to have Freddy. And, and it's funny that, you know, he's the one who's getting haunted by dreams. Right? And he stabbed his own eyeballs out so he, he yeah. couldn't see. Yeah. He, um, you know, he was a soldier in World War II. He moves into a house um, after his, uh, it was basically handed to them as, like, um, like inherited or whatnot. Yeah, the young that I think they did a great job casting the younger him, who's like yeah. the 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 nerdy guy from Ozark. That, that's like I'm sitting there, I'm looking, I'm like, why do I know him? Why do I know him? And of course, I'm going through, I'm finally like going through Ozark, and I'm like, oh shit, like that that that's him. Yeah. But yeah, and like you know, all of a sudden these animals are being attacked and mutilated, and. You know, instead of like a wolverine or wildcat or whatever the hell like Hawkins like said it is, it's just the spawn of Satan, and uh, they basically, you know, off his family. I'm not going to say too much else because the, the season is still pretty fresh, and I really don't want to drop that bomb. Yeah, smart. I'm very much looking forward to the volume two that's coming out. July fourth, right? July fourth. Is think. it really the fourth of July? Either the first or the fourth. Yeah. I mean, like, and each episode was, like, movie length. Yeah, there were a couple really long. The, the last episode was, like, a, an hour like an 40, hour. I think. Yeah. yeah. I thought that, that he should be in, included, too. Oh, yeah. There's a really funny meme going out there that has Max wearing, you know, her headphones, you know, the Walkman headphones, and then it shows him, his character, you know, with, like, his eyes all, like, fucked up, yeah. and it says, you know, hear no evil, see no evil. <laughs> <laughs> Say hello. All right, so Robert Englund, let's keep him in mind. 
And we're going to go back to Nightmare on Elm Street. This isn't a double, because the dad I would like to shout out is, well, dads. It's like a group effort. It takes a village, right? I was wondering if you were going to do this. A hundred maniacs. Son of a hundred maniacs. Son of a hundred maniacs. So literally, you know, a shout out to our to our buddy, Tony. When I posted this on Facebook, his first response was all of Freddy's dads. I'm like, well, I don't think we'll be able to mention all of them, but we'll try to get some of the names out there. Uh, so there's a hundred, uh, supposedly, but, you know, honestly, biologically, there's only one. I'm sure we could do one of those family tree DNA ancestry.com type of deals and find out exactly which psycho impregnated Amanda Krueger. Uh, so that's obviously from Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and Freddy's Dead. They mentioned the 100 Maniacs. And if we're going to mention Freddy's Dead, we have to mention Freddy's stepfather, Alice fucking Cooper. Yes. Yeah, it's time to take your medicine. And he starts beating Freddy, like teenage Freddy, I guess, with a belt. And Freddy's just kind of like, you know, the thing about pain, it's not so bad if you just stop feeling it. I'm like, wow, that's a really fucking horrible line. <laughs> <laughs> now, Freddy himself had a had a child, too, didn't he? Oh, my God, yeah. So Freddy's a dad, too, because the, the woman is his daughter. And she's exactly. going through all his memories. And that's, oh, shit. Look at it. We're like inceptioning. <laughs> like dads I, I, here. I feel like Freddy's Dead is like one that people don't really talk about too much. I actually really enjoy that one. <laughs> What's the fucking Roseanne and, and <laughs> Roseanne and Tom Arnold? <laughs> oh my god! Ah, kids! You're you Brick and Meyer thrown in a video game. <laughs> that was pretty funny too. Power yeah. glove. <laughs> I'm gonna go. My next one. I'm gonna go with Scott Ward. Army of the Dead, played by Dave Batista. Nice. Such a good movie. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, he he ran a taco truck. Yeah. Uh, what? I thought he was, yeah, like before, he did before, work in a diner. Well, I want us to. I thought like before the zombie apocalypse, like he ran a taco truck. After the zombie apocalypse, he was working in a diner. That's when the guy came in and propositioned him yeah. to to do the heist right. or whatever. Right, it was like $50 million to... God. Get the guy's money. Yeah, exactly. And, of course, he wants all his own people, one of them being his daughter, who has connections with the uh, with the quarantine camp, so she can get him in. Obviously, like their relationship wasn't very good because she felt that he left his, uh, you know, her mother out to die, basically. Like, he didn't, you know, look for her or whatever. So well, that's not exactly what happened, but, but yeah, yeah. I, I or maybe, or she was bitten, or and then he just... He had to kill I, her. That's Yeah, that's what it was. He's doing his best to try to make everything right. You know, I, th- I think they kind of they kind of patched things up as best they could. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. His, his uh, heart was in the right place. It, it was. I, I really do like that movie. Uh, it's a little long. It is a little long. I don't like smart zombies, but I like the movie. It's... Uh, it was entertaining. It, it's one of those movies that you like eat a bunch of edibles and, and you can enjoy it. Like just, just go down the path, man. I agree. Cool. So my next one, this is probably the only traditional person on my list, Gomez Adams, because if you're gonna talk about dads, I mean, obviously we talked about Morticia. <whistles> Me had more. 
Uh, you got to mention Gomez. Which Gomez? Who the fuck cares? They're all cool. Doesn't matter. Whether you go from the comic strip to John Aston to Raul Julia, Oscar Isaac, or even Luis Guzman, they're all good. Well, I don't, I don't know about the the latter. But I love him, and I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to the next Netflix uh, Wednesday series featuring Jenna Ortega. I feel like we've been mentioning her a lot. She's in everything lately. Yeah. Now, when is that supposed to come out? Uh, I just saw a preview for it. Not a preview. It was like a teaser where it shows her like walking up to the camera. Thing crawls up on her shoulder, and they're about to do the snap, and it just is, it's like coming soon. It's this year at some point, probably September. I'm guessing they probably want to start putting it up before Halloween. Yeah, that's just my guess. I have no idea. Gotcha. For my next one, this is a movie that you have just recently seen all of. Suk Woo from Train to Busan. I think it's Suk Woo. Suk Woo? I think so. I think that's how it's pronounced. I'm not 100% sure, but no, anyway. I'm not even like 70% sure, but yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, th- this guy who is a distant father and tries to make things right with his daughter. I'm going to bring you to go see your mother, but on the way to go see their mother, his her mother, we have a zombie problem. And they're stuck. Zombie on- problem. So they're stuck on a train with a bunch of other people with a zombie on the train, which turns into more zombies. I'm so sick of these motherfucking zombies on this motherfucking train. But, you know, in in Korea. From one zombie turned into a lot of zombies. But, I mean, he did a great job trying to protect his daughter from from most of the movie. And, well, he did. No, he did a a great job. He did his job. Uh, Just that scene where he's running, holding her. Yeah. And... You just see zombies piling upon zombies, and, and it was kind of almost like World War Z ish the way that they were climbing. They were but I piling, thought it was, yeah. I thought it was done way better. I di- I didn't really care for World War Z. I didn't like. I didn't like. But World I War Z. loved this movie, and I felt overwhelmed. And yeah. I was trying to put like I didn't try to put myself in his shoes. I I was in his fucking shoes, and I was scared. And like mm. I haven't felt that way in a movie. I, I can't even remember the last time. Did you I watch the, the subtitled one or the dubbed one? I, I watched the subtitled one. Yeah, that, that's the way to go. Yeah, I watched, uh, so I don't know what had happened that night, but it was on the last drive-in, so I watched the last drive-in's uh, version. Now, holy crap, man. That it's fucking movie. So good. So good. I haven't seen, um, uh, what's the second one called? Peninsula. Uh, Soul, yeah. Soul Station is like a, an animated prequel. And then right. there's a sequel called Peninsula. He wasn't ready to do the sequel yet, and the studio basically kind of pushed him to do it. They're like, hey, we're making lots of money. You like money? He's like, well, uh, everyone likes money, right? And so I, I heard Peninsula's not that great. I'm still going to check it out. Oh hell, oh, hell yeah. I mean, that movie was fucking almost perfect. Yeah. Like the music, the, the way the zombies moved. The character arcs, the the tension, everything was fucking spot on in the way that, yeah, like he wants to do right by his daughter. She had her like recitals. She kind of like had stage fright because he wasn't there. That song, dude. Holy crap. Yep. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, my next. Uh, so we're not doing this in any order. No, nope. I was saving. 
uh, the guy played by Gung Yu for last. But uh, yeah, so we do a double. Suck you. Uh, Suck woo, sorry. (laughs) Suck woo, hopefully someone will suck you later. (laughs) Ha ha! It's a Father's Day tradition, I think, you know. So back to you. It's like we're playing Uno. Skip you back to me. (laughs) Now you have to add four dads. God damn it. So this one, I guess you could call it a little bit mainstream. But anyway, I go with uh, Josh Lambert from Insidious. Okay. Talk about uh, somebody who was obviously who has experienced the troubles that his son is going through and even goes in to the further to save him. To fight Darth Maul. Yeah, uh, basically lipstick demon. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that one, but yeah, so he has the power of astral, astral pro- projection. Yeah. And his son gets stuck in the ethereal plane, so he goes to, no, no, past the ethereal. I don't know. He went to like level seven or something like that. Ba- and- basically, he's playing he's playing Mario Brothers, right? And you go to, to, to level <laughs> one two and yeah. and you jump up top and you run across the ceiling and you yep. jump into a tube well he jumped too many tubes ahead and he wasn't prepared to uh fight bowser yet yeah who has bouncers outside that red door yeah it is uh demon bouncers i mean obviously if you want to get into club hell you gotta you know be on the list yeah yeah but uh josh he obviously was grieving in different ways and you know wasn't probably the best husband at points in the movie but obviously you know when push came to shove he did what he had to do to try to get his son back exactly yeah he did spend a lot of that movie doing extra credit work at school and i really think he was just napping at his desk yeah he might have been it's like oh do i really want to go back to that fucking house i got one kid in a coma, the other kid running around. My wife's playing the fucking same stupid song on the piano. <laughs> I do like the song. It was a, Ro- it was Rose a, Byrne it was a did a song. great, a great. I, I kind of like it. Yeah, I'd, I'd actually like to hear a full version of that. But I wouldn't want to hear it all day, every day. No, no. Okay, so my next one is played by actor. He's Greek, so excuse me if I butcher the name. Christos Sturgioglou. Sure. Yeah, uh, he plays father, father in the movie Dogtooth. So I don't know, Jeremy, if you know the definition of cunt. Uh, there's a, an official definition. Yeah, cunt. It's a large lamp. Like, ah, hey, when you yes. leave the room, can you please turn the cunt off? <laughs> so this this movie as uh, all right. So let me backtrack a little bit. So my sister accused me of being a helicopter parent because. We're in the backyard, and anytime one of the kids looks at the fucking road, I'm scared that they're gonna get fucking gauged. You know what I mean? Yeah. From pet cemetery, just like, you know. Oh, I'm the same way. And you know, so I get scared. And she's like, "You're a helicopter parent," you know. And I'm like, "Hey, no, 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 no. I'm not a helicopter parent because they hover. I'm a fucking backpack parent." It's, it's so crazy to think about how we were as kids. If mm-hmm. we, if my kids acted like the way we were, I'm like, gotta die of like anxiety. So anyway, father in Dogtooth is kind of like that. So he's so scared of his children going out into the world, he creates a new world in the home. 
So they're basically prisoners, but I mean, they're not prisoners. It's just too dangerous to leave the house. He's very rich. He works at some place. I don't even know. He's, he's like a, a big wig at some fucking place. So he's a huge house, a lot of land, a pool. The kids are bored because they never leave the yard, but they're scared to because it's so dangerous. Like a cat wanders into the yard one time and the dad convinces him that a cat is the most dangerous creature known to man. And they, you know, hear words like, for instance, cunt. It's like, what's a cunt? And the mom's like, oh, uh, uh, that, that just means a large lamp. You know, and they bullshit the kids. The son is, they're all like, you know, 19, 20-ish. There's three kids. And the son, you know, he's got all these sexual urges, obviously. And he's looking at his sister. So his dad, like, gets a secretary or someone that, like, works at his company, basically as a prostitute, to bring to his house to fuck his kid just so he has a release i mean this movie is fucked up and, it, and it's the dad's just trying to protect his children because he's scared of the outside world but he's obviously way too overprotective and this movie goes places that holy shit well then the last last drive-in the clues for the movie were creepy family situation and i was like well dog tooth is definitely one of them it wasn't but uh, it could have been, because, uh, yeah. So, my <laughs> next one, is this? Fucking, I'm sorry, but this chick says, if mom and dad find out that you licked my keyboard. <laughs> what? Check it out. Okay, then. It's subtitled. All right, so I'm st- I'm, I still have lost track here, but I had uh, I had Chief Brody on my list. Oh, fuck yeah. Chief Brody is awesome. Chief Brody so, is the man. So they don't really talk about his backstory too much, but there's like speculation that, you know, he had possibly like a near drowning incident or something like that, which is why he's... That's the reason he hates water. The reason he hates water. I don't think it was actually like said, but I mean, why else would he hate water? If, you know, someone hates water, why are you living on an island? It's only an island if you look at it from the land or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, he's got two or three kids. Yeah, Michael, Sean, I can't remember if he had a daughter or not. No, it was just the two kids. Just the, just the two kids. You know, and obviously after a couple, you know, a few shark attacks, he's, you know, very protective of, you know, his sons. and don't want them going out on the water. I know, like, in the second one, Michael goes out on a boat that gets attacked. So he ends up. Passing away sometime, I think, between two and three, I think. Because I think Sean is in three and, like, he's actually the only one I think is in all four. Uh, Sean and Michael are both in part three. Is uh, Michael in actually, part three? They are in, it, no, all, uh, both kids are in, in each movie. Yeah, Sean dies at the beginning of part, of part four. four. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, it's a Christmas movie, so, I mean, don't worry about it if you haven't seen it. That was actually the first Jaws movie I ever saw. Jaws the Revenge? Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Uh, um, I don't remember what order I saw him in. Yeah, it was it was weird. But um, I, I but saw yeah, him as no. kids, though. I loved every single one. I think I had to put Jaws 3D down at the bottom. No. I, I like them in the order that they came out. Number one is the best. Number two is pretty fucking awesome, I think. See, uh, I like three, one, two, still four, cool. Three. Not as great. Part four, if you want something fun to watch at Christmas. 
It has Michael Caine, which is awesome. It it does. It's Mario Van Peebles too. No, that's true. There he was. He was a thing for a little while. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, Chief Chief Brody, you know, is shark fighter, trying to save his, you know, keep his kids from getting eaten. Now, how many people can say their dad has like killed like two great white sharks? Actually, probably a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if your dad's a shark hunter, I'm sure he's killed yeah. a couple. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, but so my man eating sharks, are like like ones that are like seeking out like. You know, the, the, I feel like Bruce is different. Okay, so now we're narrowing the, the field because sharks don't really do that. So my okay. next is man. Man? The next father is man. Okay. So the names, I mean, the the writer of of this novel spent a lot of time working on the characters' names. Cormac McCarthy in 2006 came up with a post-apocalyptic novel. We talked about it in our dystopian episode, The Road. Viggo Mortensen plays him in the, you know, the film adaptation. And I thought I couldn't do this episode and not mention The Man because I recently saw it in the father-son. I mean, that's that's the whole movie. It's, it's a father and a son, and they're trying to survive, and all he wants is his kid to not die and not get eaten by cannibals. And that's that's a good dad. Yeah, that, that's, it. that's it for that one. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we've already we've talked about the movie, uh, but yeah, great dad. So, I know I've talked about you know this movie when we did our couples uh, episode. I probably talked about it when we uh, for New Fears Eve or whatever. But going with Lee Abbott from A Quiet Place. Oh hell yeah! Somebody who obviously put a lot of time and effort into making sure his family is safe, a whole surveillance system to, like I said, protect them from these creatures that attack off of sound. Yeah, and, he he know, really he, went above and beyond creating like yeah. a whole security system and, and protecting his family. Right. Um, it, I think you texted me. Is there really a, a third one in production? Yeah. Yeah. There's a third one in production. Yeah. I mean, he, and he has, he, his relationship with his daughter is not strained a little bit because uh, that she feels like the death of her brother is her fault, even though it, you know, it's not, but he just associates her with the memory. And I know he doesn't blame her for it, but you know, he's working on a special hearing aid. So his daughter who is deaf can, can hear someone who's really, you know, he's, he's, he's devoted. He's trying to, he did everything in his power and, you know, gave the ultimate sacrifice to, like now the movie's old enough. Come on, Jesus Christ! I mean, he's in part two, so don't don't really worry about it. <laughs> yeah, like he's creating in his basement. He's like working on weapons to fight these monsters. Some sort of new hearing aid implant for his daughter, and I'd be trying to find out a cool new way to make nachos. Yeah. Hey, kids, gotta eat. You know what I mean? They only they only eat so many things, you know. Like, you don't have a microwave. How the fuck am I gonna cook these pizza bites? <laughs> hey, have you ever tried to cook a steak on an iron? I have not. It takes a long time. <laughs> that just sounds like it would be terrible. It wasn't great. <laughs> but, but it, it wasn't. But it done. wasn't bad. <laughs> I mean, you gotta fucking eat. Uh, oh, so it it's my just... turn. Uh, we're going with Dad Meeks. Frailty, directed by Bill Paxton. 
God rest his soul. Dad Meeks is played by Bill Paxton. He's a single dad. He likes to help out with math and destroy demons in his downtime. He had a vision from God. The end of the world. There are demons among us. The devil released them for the battle. Now, keep in mind that destroying demons is good, but killing people is bad. So the movie is about the God's Hand Killer. Basically, two sons and their dad. Their dad believes that he can destroy demons. He finds people who are evil, but they're really demons. They're, they're people that walk among, among us, kind of like they live. You know, you put on the sunglasses. But God's telling this motherfucker who's the bad guys. And he takes them, kills them with an axe. But, you know, to save the world. Yeah. To protect his children, he's killing demons. Are they demons? I don't know. They look like people to me. But you know he—he's dad. You gotta—you gotta—you gotta listen to your fucking dad. So you know if your dad says he sees demons, well, you know, you put the glasses on after and go, shit, that was a human. Oops. There is one funny scene in, in the movie. The youngest son. He goes, oh, I've got my list too. God told me that uh, the guy that gives me wedgies, he's a demon. And it's like you fucking with me, kid. It's like you can't just you can't just make this shit up, you know. These people have to be demons, and the other the other son is just like, what the fuck? Oh, oh my god, can I get adopted, please? All right, for my final dad, this was added to my list today. I had meant to watch watch this movie and I didn't get to it, but I actually had a chance, you know, this afternoon and I watched it and I'm glad I did. I'm going with Jesse Hellman. From Devil's Candy. Ooh. This movie was fucking awesome. I have not seen that movie, and the cover kind of irks me. Okay. Is her, like, did she cut the thing under her tongue? Like, why is her tongue so long? That really didn't happen. Like, none of that happened in the movie. Oh, so she she didn't take Devil's Ecstasy with a, a, a really long tongue? No. No, she didn't. Is there like a really jerky midget in this movie? Oh, I'm no. sorry, little little person. No. <laughs> Are sorry. you thinking of the same thing? I I think no. I think I'm thinking of a different movie called Devils uh, Devils. Oh, I'm thinking it. Maybe it was Devils Acid. Maybe. Because the cover is like it looks like she's taking ecstasy, but it's called like Devils Acid. Maybe it's called. Um, now I have to look at the, I have to look at the cover. There's like, there's, so there's, there's like a little person and he's like wicked entitled and he's a fucking douchebag. And he's like, to his maid, he's like, oh, you gotta cook me this shit again. And he like slams it all over the floor. No, that's not like what the cover looks like at all. That is not the same movie that I'm talking about. <laughs> it's called Devil's Candy? Yeah. So it's from like, it's from 2015. It's Ethan Embry. Okay. Yeah. Not the same movie. First of all, awesome soundtrack because Ethan Ethan Embry he plays like a metalhead artist, ultimate metalhead. His daughter's a metalhead. He has a, a Kirk Hammett bobblehead on his dashboard, and like the opening song of the movie is "Am I Evil," and it's just fucking awesome. So this is why you picked him. No, well it 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 helped, but uh, Pantera's on the soundtrack too. Nice. But anyway, so his daughter Zoe uh, and his wife Astrid they just moved into this brand new farmhouse where the previous owners had mysteriously died. Like, the, the wife had fallen down the stairs after getting smashed with a guitar. 
But anyway, the, the by, ultimate by accident. <laughs> accident, yes. So it, essentially, the the house has like an evil spirit in it. Well, like the son is like possessed, which ultimately takes over Ethan Embry's character, and the relationship with the daughter, which was very very good, ends up being like ripped apart because the thing that's in his head is causing him to miss picking her up at school and she feels abandoned in this new school and all this stuff and then the son of the two parents of that house which is possessed who is also possessed is now like trying to like kidnap the daughter and kill her it, it's a lot but it, <laughs> it, it, it's a really it's a really good movie like he's not a bad guy like he's he's like he gets like he'll be painting and then all of a sudden he gets immersed in what he's doing and he'll freak he has no idea that he's been there for three hours, four hours. Hmm. And then he he started painting all, like, the pictures of, like, kids who had disappeared in the area. It's pretty suspect. Yeah. But really, really good movie. He's a, This tugged at my heartstrings a little bit because, well, like I said, you know, the daughter gets kidnapped and, like, he's you know, trying to, like, get her back. And it's um really, really good. Cool. Take these steak tips as I bring up my last dad, played by Ken Marino. He's just a dad <laughs> trying to get a hand job. Archie from The Babysitter. Ken so, Marino's hilarious. He's, he's so funny. We have the movies about Cole, this, this boy who's definitely too old to have a babysitter, but he's kind of a pussy, and he gets, like, bullied by the kids he gets bullied by everyone actually archie and cole have a, basically a little heart to heart so archie and his wife it doesn't say that they're going through trouble but they've discovered hotel therapy gets them through their marriage and when i say hotel therapy i yeah you can't see my wink wink but uh yeah you know it, it, it definitely helps with the marriage. And he's like, you know, are you a little old to have a babysitter still? And do the kids make fun of you for that? And Cole goes, well, they do, but then they see her. And the dad's like, oh, hell yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> you can have a hot babysitter. That is fine. So I'm not sure exactly how old Cole's supposed to be. He's either between 12 and 14. The dad does say, you know, 14 teenagers die every day from over-worrying because he just wants his kid to relax. And, uh, yeah, he also mentions that knives are not a tool, <laughs> that knives should only be used to cut a flank steak. And that's my job because I'm the dad. What do I do? I cook steak. I cut steak. I fuck your mom. Get you a hot babysitter. Also want to also shout out Chris Wilde, who's literally credited as Melanie's annoying dad. He's going through a midlife crisis. He bought a 72 Chevy Chevelle, and that did not win back his wife because, as Melanie puts it, it's just a fucking car. <laughs> Great movie. Awesome movie. Uh, Ken Marino knocks it out of the park. He's he's a hilarious dad who means well. He's very cool. Yeah. Nice. Happy Father's Day. 
Yeah, he he is. You see, I remember Ken Marino from way back, like MTV's The State, like back in the mid '90s, and I thought he was hilarious then. But uh, like he showed up in uh, like like role models. He was fucking hilarious in that. But yeah, hell yeah. Fan feedback. So not a whole lot. Like uh, like I said, our buddy Tony had uh, replied. See who he said. He said, uh, Freddy's hundred dads, Michael Myers, mom's boyfriends slash flavor of the month, <laughs> uh, the father and poltergeist, uh, the forget his first name, but Steve. Mr. Freeling, Steve, that's right, and the dad from Pumpkinhead. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good yeah. revenge movie. Yes, a yeah. son, a son dies and he. Calls upon the spirit, or whatever, like the curse thing that is Pumpkinhead. <laughs> good movie. Yeah. Lance Hendrickson. Yep. Yeah, good movie. There is, I mean, I'll, I'll let you do your feedback, but there is somebody I want to shout out afterwards uh, when you're done. Okay, cool. So Tony also shouted out. So I, I threw up, you know, Father's Day is coming up. Blah, 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 blah. Who's your daddy? And I had the gif of Jack Nicholson. So Tony says, Jackie, of course. Freddy. Amityville dad, not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, that's true. He actually said that in his, his comment to me, too. What's his name from Pumpkinhead? Gomez from the Adams Family. Herman from the Munsters. And finally, Tim Curry. Because he's all our daddy. Hashtag mic drop. Well, okay. Lauren said, this man is my number one horror daddy. Great dad, awesome husband, and he likes to party. Hashtag sexy dad bod. Rawr. And it's, uh, it's Steve Freeling, who I have to say, I only left him off my list because Lauren shouted him out. Because that moment where he has to be cross with... His daughter, and she's like in like the afterworld or whatever, and he's just like, "God damn it, listen to me!" But he's like, he's like almost crying, like, "Holy crap!" Like he, he's an awesome dad. Hell yeah. Let's see, Dan the man, old man Fergie says, "Well, personally, I feel an odd childhood kinship here." Clancy Brown from Pet Cemetery Two. He uh, did that gif where the, the shit's coming out of his mouth. Yep. Uh, El Maximo, Lieutenant Thompson from Nightmare on Elm Street. Jenna, she said that I had to include a category for DILFs. 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 Uh, if, if you didn't know, it's the counterpart of MILFs. Yes, I got it, that. It's dads I'd like to fuck. All right, get gotta bring you up to speed. I yeah, no, you're not okay, you're no, not that I, I get it. You're wearing a red <laughs> shirt with a green or a red hat with a green shirt and it's not hey, fucking you gave Christmas. Me the, you, you, <laughs> you, well I didn't you tell you to so. wear it with a fucking green shirt, did I? No. No, no. Okay. So then yeah, thank you. So uh yeah, so obviously <laughs> Zach Efron from Firestarter played Andy McGee. She also picked Ryan Reynolds. Sorry, Tony, from American Horror No. What the fuck was he? Amityville Horror. Sorry. He played George Lutz in Amityville Horror. And uh, she picked also Mike from Fans of the Dead. Oh, how sweet. 
<laughs> I actually just added that that one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. That's what I so get. So I, I did want to shout out. We had somebody who had posted onto our, our Facebook page. I think this is like the first person that's ever actually done this. A snapshot of a vending machine. Oh boy. <laughs> and it said, "Guess where I am? Look familiar?" And I'm going, "It's a vending machine." Like, I, I, so I have to. I have to be honest. I didn't get it at first. Are you serious? I, I, like, I immediately. So it wasn't dawning on me, so I'm going. What movie is this from? Like, I, like I don't, I, I, I don't quite get it. So, I'm oh like, I'm like, God. you know Our what? Fans know us better than you know us. So that's when I'm like, I'll send it to Mike and see what he says. Hey, look what somebody just did! And you're like, oh my God! And I forget what you said back to me, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh my God! It, it literally looked like so. It's the the Cadillac vending machine that we yeah. saw when I we know. went down to uh, Camp Crystal Lake and it looked like the same soda bottles that were there when we were there and we took the picture. <laughs> so a big shout out to Erica Conrad for sending us uh, that picture. That was awesome. So it proves somebody actually listens to our show. And went down to Blairstown? Well, that I think the hotel was in Newton. Okay, yeah, well. That was an adventure, for sure. <laughs> that that was definitely. Yeah, I tell you though, if it was this Memorial Memorial Day, the weather would have been so much better. But you know, Mother Nature's good. a bitch. It's all good this time. is Father's Day. We're not talking about that bitch. Now, who else did you leave off your list? Are we naming all the people I left off my fucking list? Well, I mean, just like, did you have some that like that were on your list that you might have booted? I mean, I was gonna men- mention Steve Freeling from Poltergeist. But Lauren mentioned him, so I didn't really have to. Yeah, not not really. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't want to do, well, obviously like, you know, from like like The Shining. I didn't want to do Jack Torrance and. Yeah, it's too obvious. Yeah, I was trying to I was trying to find more not obscure but just like less obvious less obvious people. How about the dad from Monster Squad? He was actually on my initial list. He's cool. He uh watched Del. watched. Groundhog Day 12 with, with his boy on the, the roof while they eat burgers and french fries. How awesome would that be to like chill on your roof, like just like within distance of a drive-in, and you could just sit on your roof with a radio and listen to the movie? So there's a spot where we can see the drive, or one of the screens. So, I mean, it, there's two screens, but we can see one of the screens from across from... Uh, the elementary school, there's this, like, hill with a drop-off. I mean, it, it still would look small. We would need binoculars, just like they did. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I thought about that. But then again, if you're going to do that, why don't you just go to the fucking drive <laughs> It is true. They were playing the Celtics game. Were they really? Yeah, for free. Wow. Yeah. We didn't go. It's too late for the kids, you know. Oh, but if I was single and if I wasn't a dad, me. we might not be talking about this episode. This episode might not be happening. These nine o'clock games are killing me. Yeah, that, that, I think that is it. Uh, so we're on a new host. Very exciting news. We are now on Anchor. So you can still find us. Obviously, we're still on Spotify. We're still on iTunes. I'm going to get uh, a Popeye tattoo, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> 
so you can still check us out in the same spot. Um, I, I will post the new link to the show a few times, you know, just so hey, Jeremy, those of you, you know, if they're listening to us, they've already found us. This is true. So we kind of don't have to do the spiel. Hey, if you want to listen to us, there's where to listen to us because they're listening to us, dude. Well, for future people. No, because they're already listening to us. Oh, at fan, <laughs> fans of the dead podcast at gmail.com. If you want to just give me a line, you know, just tell me how funny Jeremy is for being an old guy. He doesn't get technology yet. He'll get there. Don't worry. He's busy yelling at the phone. clouds and telling people to get off his lawn. Hold on. Let me check my pager. Beep, 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 beep. Four, 143. Three, four, three. Oh. 434343. Four, three, four, three. 911. Oh, God. It's my mom. I got to go home. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead Podcast. We're on Facebook, Fans of the Dead. I don't know if you mentioned Twitter, uh, fan, at Fans of the Dead 1. We have a website, fansofthedead.com. We are on the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. We, uh, you can check out all of our episodes there. Yeah. Yeah, check us out on YouTube, Fans of the Dead. Got a lot of recipes up there. We just put up our dystopia episode where we, uh, we're you know, fighting through the end of the world and we've got to eat some sickle pickles. Hey, you want to yeah. sickle pickle with your uh, steak tips, brother? As long as I don't have to eat the fucking tuna juice or drink the tuna juice. It was escargot. Like, whatever it was, it smelled disgusting, and I almost yacked right into the can. That would have been hilarious. Uh, I, I actually know. got a funny, funny video for us upcoming. Speaking of upcoming, Lauren is going to be joining us for our next movie. We're very excited to have her on the show again. Yep. Um, I think that's it, dude. That's all I got. Sweet. So thanks for listening to all the dads out there, all the stepdads, any, even an older brother, a godfather, an uncle, any father figure. Happy Father's Day. Have fun. Be safe. Peace. listening to the prescribed films podcast network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment the shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media the pfpn hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com thanks for listening